This is Jill with More Welsh and I'm bringing you a short recording to play to enable you to gain some relaxation and as you're relaxing to allow, as your mind is letting go and as that strange part of your brain, which is that part of your brain that somehow links into that basic part of your brain that is like this primitive bit of your brain that's been this bit of your brain that's left over from this bit of your brain that was there from when your brain was like this small tiny hamster. This scared small tiny hamster deep inside your brain which when it ever encounters anything that causes it stress just causes it to go completely flat and flat and frozen like the hamster that I found on the floor one day when I walked downstairs and I went into my front room and it's a room. If you just imagine this right now, just imagine this right now. I walk through this door. There's a child screaming in the background. Hamster's gone. And I walk into this room in my 1905 with its picture railings and this old open fireplace. See it right now, that fireplace with the cast iron surround and in the winter time when the when it's cold and I just don't want to be bothered to afford to turn on the heating and I put the logs on the fire and I think to myself, oh I shouldn't be doing this because you know like if you put these things on the fire when it's a smokeless zone and they're going to come and get me and one day they're going to come creeping along while I'm sitting there and there's going to be this knock at my door and someone's going to say to me, you shouldn't be burning logs, you know, but I walked in the door and as I walked around this corner, I saw lying on the floor, flat, flat, with its arms and legs out to the side and its head turned to one side, this hamster was dead, a dead hamster lying on the floor, oh my gosh, and I'm a mother and I've got this child shouting down the stairs to me, Where's my hamster gone? It's not here. And I'm thinking it's dead on the floor. And as I walk out of the room and I go into the room, I see this big ginger cat who he had that was called Whiskers walking down the hall towards me. And I'm thinking, no, please don't go in there and eat the hamster's head off. Because if you do, it's going to be a big mess. And I'm going to have a child who's going to be like this. And so I scooped up the cat and I closed the door and I went away and the child came downstairs and went into the sitting room and I heard this shout. And the shout was of happiness and the shout of happiness was because this hamster was not dead. This hamster was alive and this hamster was running around. Like, why did this hamster go into freeze state? What caused the hamster to be so scared when I walked into the room that I thought that I was the cat? Or had it been that the cat had been there before? And when I'd gone in there before, I don't know, but something had triggered the hamster brain. Something had triggered this primitive vagus response to go into some sort of strange reaction. And what had happened was the whole thing had gone into this multi-complex Swizzing and quizzing and whizzing and all of it going everywhere. And what happened was it had gone into freeze. And it was in freeze and it was not happy. And not a happy hamster until my son walked in the door. And then it was a happy hamster. So imagine now. Imagine the house when we walked into the space and there's my son holding his hamster smiling. There's my hamster sitting there smiling back. 
And there's the cat smiling too, because the cat now knows it's going to get a treat. Because the cat's been good and the hamster's happy and its brain is relaxed and what's happened is we're all calm. The whole brain of the house has calmed down. Everything's calmed down and we're all ready to carry on as normal. And the hamster is back in the cage and everything's going naturally and normally. And my son is getting ready for school and he's getting dressed and he's getting washed. And it's a normal, normal day. Just a normal, normal day. A normal day with everything going on as normal. And as I sat down after I took my son to school and I got back into the house and I thought to myself about what it had been like to be in that space, in that place, when my brain had been racing and so much to do and I just couldn't even think straight. And as I'm saying this to you, I know that as you're hearing me saying this and you're imagining yourself listening and thinking how that brain inside your head could really be relaxing and those feelings and thoughts could be moving away from being able to sense anything to do with any of that pain because you know what? It's just that hamster lying on the floor there that's causing you to go into that and it's like it's just triggering everything off. So as you're relaxing and you're taking your mind off somewhere else, and distracting and knowing and having that deep belief inside of yourself to know that there's a way that you can actually take yourself off and go somewhere where you're directing your brain to where you want it to go. So it could be that you could be sensing something that's just so, so deep a smell. Where this tiny little smell that you can smell in the distance. You know what it's like when you walk around, and I used to ride horses, and I came to tell you about a time that I was riding a horse, and I was on this horse high up. It was a big horse. It was a gymnastic dressage horse. It was a strong horse. And I was sitting on this horse as we were going around and around, and we were practicing our side steps and our halts and our jumps and our this, that, and others, and suddenly this horse began to start to look to one side. What it began to pick up was it could hear something. I didn't know what it could hear, but it was dancing across the arena. And every time it did it, I thought I would fall off. And as we went around the corner, it would calm down. And then as we came back, it would do it again. And I began to start to notice what the horse was doing. And I began to start to see what the horse was seeing. And the horse could see in the distance this little tiny light. This little tiny light that it was watching. And as I went around a corner and I turned its head the other day, other way, it was still staring out the corner of its eye and I was looking too. And now I could see this little light in the distance. And I could see the horse's nostrils flaring and I knew that the horse could smell something and I knew that there was something going on. And as we went round in a circle, as I controlled this horse every time, I was now watching out to see what was going on. And I began to notice in the distance and I could smell it now too. I could smell the smell of fire. I could see this little light in the distance and I could see the shape changing. I knew that what I could smell was the smell of fire. And I could see the blaze of the fire beginning to grow. And that horse, as it knew that I knew, that horse could relax because I was in charge, because my brain, is a human brain and that horse brain needed me to control it 
And as we went round in circles, as we went round, other people began to start to find their horses were jumping to one side too. But they didn't see what I'd seen before. So they were falling off. But not me, because I was aware that something was going on. And as you lie here thinking about all of the things that go on during the day, thinking about all of the exciting sounds and smells and tastes and pleasures that there can be, as you're thinking these things, what happens is that you're transferring and moving all these sensory and changing and everything electrical inside your brain. And as you do that, something happens. And you begin to start to find that something shifts. And as you exhale, knowing that it's possible that this pain may come back again, but you've always got the resources to take your mind off it and distract yourself like the horse, felt reassured when I was in charge and moving it round in a circle. And the hamster, when my son walked into the room, he was suddenly thrilled and the hamster was relaxed. And the cat, when I shooed the cat away and the cat knew the cat hadn't done anything, the cat was relaxed as well. And then I was too. After I dropped the children off to school on that afternoon, when I sat down and I knew I had a whole day to get on with what I needed to do, what happened was I just relaxed. That's right. And I just relaxed more and more deeply, even more deeply than I had been before, because I knew that the hamster was back in the cage and the cat was safe. And the child was at school and all I had to do was just to work. And that I could control my brain and relax and know that as I exhaled, that's right. I just exhaled and felt myself relax. As I exhaled, I knew that even those few seconds of relaxing, as I allowed myself to let go completely, even those few seconds would enable me just to calm my brain. And as I calmed my brain, I knew that I could find the pockets inside my pockets where my hands go, where that sand is. You know, when you put your fingers in and what happens when you reach inside, you get that sensation of all those little gritty bits that get stuck between your fingers, especially if your fingers are slightly damp. And then somebody asks you to shake hands and you take your hand out. And what happens is that as you shake hands with them, your hand is gritty and they, they reach away and you wonder why and you realise you put all the grit over there. But as you do that, you wonder what it must have felt like. And you know that as they felt that feeling, it was unexpected. Like that feeling you get sometimes. When you want to be in control and you know that as you begin to start to completely and deeply relax. As you relax even more and you allow yourself just to let the layers of your mind just slowly flatten out. Like those layers of a cake over Christmas. You know what it's like when you've got all that sponge cake and then all those layers in between and then some people like to have fruit cake but other people like to have it that they just have marzipan on top i like my marzipan but i like my marzipan that's homemade marzipan and then i like to have icing over that and inside i like to have a fruit case cake full of nuts because i don't like to have too much sugar i like to be able to cut into it and know that i can see proper brazil nuts and it reminds me of the smell of Christmas when you light those candles and you smell the pine. And in my fireplace crackling, that old fireplace, that old fireplace in my house when I've got all those beautiful tiles, all those beautiful tiles that have been there since 1905. As I sit and look at that fireplace and relax, I remember all these things. 
And as I sit and relax and remember all these things, I just feel calm and comfy in myself. And as I relax, well, as I relax even more deeply, I allow my mind to ponder and think about all the things that are really great. And as I think about all the things that are really great, I know that I'm distracting my mind. And as you relax, and as you take your mind over onto far-flung corners of the corner of the room where the cobwebs live, where the cobwebs live and there's a big spider in there, but the spider's hiding from you. As you fall asleep, thinking and dreaming of all the things you have to do tomorrow, which is so more exciting than listening to me talking about hamsters and all these things to do with cats and tiles and fireplaces and smells and scents and sounds. But as you relax and know that as you fall asleep, your unconscious mind takes you away onto this amazing journey of relaxation. As you completely relax, knowing that inside your dreams there can be all sorts of worlds of places that you can relax completely and deeper and deeper and deeper. As you relax, you just relax. You can't help it because everything just goes floppy when you relax. As you get more and more relaxed, your muscles just disappear, your bones disappear. And suddenly you're in a space inside your head where you're relaxed and you fall asleep. 